Welcome back to Lost Eyes Channel. My name is Anton Vjeldsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. Today, we're going to look at a case of an abandoned vehicle. And then in turn, we're going to see whether the officers can abandon the Fourth Amendment and search the vehicle and impound it. And before we go on, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button and sharing my channel with your friends and family. And then, of course, if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star re-rating. And finally, if you want to support my channel, consider going to lostash.com and checking out some of the merch, including these Do Not Arrest This Person t-shirts. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Lostash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeldsen discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California state courts on the Lost Dash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Lost Dash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we'll be discussing a federal case, United States versus Trestman, and it deals with abandoned vehicles. First, let me give you some facts. In May 2020, Crystal Wright, who was a manager at a bank, when she arrived to work, she noticed a van in the bank's parking lot that was parked in the same spot from the day prior. Concerned, she called the police. Officer Lambert arrived. He responded around 11 a.m. The van had expired California tags. Its front cabin was separated from the rear cargo area. Officer Lambert could see inside the front cabin, but the rear cargo area did not have any windows, making it impossible for him to look inside. It also had air conditioning on top, but it was not running. Officer Lambert tried to electronically identify the van's owner, but was unable to do so. Nor could he confirm the vehicle's identification number because it was covered by papers. From the passenger side window, Lambert observed an assault rifle, a handgun box, an ammunition box, and quarantine container, then also a container of pills and a suitcase. He also learned from the bank that the cameras that they had set up did not record that particular area where the van was parked. Then, of course, more officers arrived. Then, all of these officers felt that while not illegal, it was highly unusual for the van containing a high-powered rifle, a pistol, ammunition, and explosives in plain view to be left overnight and unintended in the bank's parking lot. One of the officers raised concern that Lambert indicated that the California tags and suitcase in the front seat suggested that someone was living in the van. They both thought that unless something was wrong, the owner and occupants would not leave valuable, potential dangerous items in plain view. Around 1230, without knocking or announcing their presence, Lambert and Officer Wagner pulled the handle on the slightly ajar side door to the back of the van. The door suddenly opened. Startled, the officers drew their guns. They did not see anyone inside the van, but noticed more gun cases. All the officers agreed that the van, including its contest, created public safety concerns. All officers worried that visible firearms, ammunition, and explosives might entice someone to break into the van and steal those items. In the meantime, 
Captain Justin Smith arrived. Wright and Smith asked if KPD could tow the van. KPD's policy provided the request to tow the vehicle on private property should be referred to the city zoning administrator. The officers did not call this zoning administrator because from their prior experience, Smith felt that due to the firearms, the zoning administrator would defer to police in deciding whether to tow the van. And then, of course, we have an issue with the bank. The teller from the bank told the officers that she would not be able to call the towing company against the van off the property because it contained firearms and the company that they used would not tow such vehicles. Before towing, the officers conducted an inventory search of the van, all of its contents by their own policy. They found additional electronic devices, a drone, and a large amount of cash bundled together and sealed in bank bags. After the police towed the van, Tressman returned to the bank and asked about his van. The bank teller called the police who came and detained Tressman. The officers then obtained a search warrant from the state court in order to search the van. Relying on this warrant, they opened up the van, made additional searches, and they also searched Tressman's cell phone. Although the phone included no evidence of criminal activity relating to the guns or explosives or the cash, it did contain some other incriminating evidence. And Tressman was arrested. He argues that the initial search of the vehicle when the officers opened the door was illegal. And then he also argues that his Fourth Amendment rights were violated when the officers towed his van. Remember, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures. And generally speaking, officers need to have a warrant before they conduct a search. But here we're dealing with a community caretaking exception. And that exception allows officers to go into a particular area and search it without a warrant. The Supreme Court first mentioned this concept in Katie versus Dombrowski. There, the court explained, some contracts between citizens and police involving automobiles will occur because the officers may believe the operator has violated a criminal statute. But many more will not be of that nature. Local police officers frequently investigate vehicle accidents in which there is no claim of criminal liability and engage in what may be described as community caretaking functions. Elaborating, the court described community caretaking functions as conducted totally divorced from the detection, investigation, or acquisition of evidence relating to the violation of a criminal statute. Then in South Dakota versus Opperman, the court explained to us that inventory searches of a lawfully impounded vehicle are legal without a warrant and do not violate the Fourth Amendment as long as the inventory search is aimed at securing and safekeeping the vehicle itself and its contents. Now, of course, we can have some debate whether we really need to inventory each item inside the car. Why can't the officers simply take the whole vehicle, make sure that it's locked and parked in a safe impound lot? But that's a debate for a different day. 
For now, we know that Opperman tells the officers that it is perfectly lawful under the Fourth Amendment to impound the vehicle, search inside all the items, and inventory those. Before we talk about impoundment, let's deal with the initial search, that entry into the van from the side door that officers did when they pulled on the handle and saw other items inside. Here's what the court says. The warrantless searches of vehicles in the interest of public safety carried out as part of officers' community caretaking functions do not violate the Fourth Amendment. If reasonable under the circumstances. True, the officers testified that the primary reason they entered the back of the van was to see if someone needed assistance. But they also testified that the presence of an AR-15 style rifle, a handgun case, ammunition, and explosive material all in plain view in apparently abandoned vehicle, unsecured, was highly unusual. And once she learned of those items, Officer Wright expressed safety concerns. Once the officers see the items, and of course their initial concern that somebody might be living inside the van without the air conditioning going, they wanted to get inside. And the court says this is community caretaking functions. They want to make sure that everyone is safe and those unusual items being in plain view allowed the officers to get inside. Of course, plain view doctrine usually deals with illegal items. Nothing in this case talks about the fact that these handguns were somehow illegal to possess. Nobody talks about that. Here we're dealing simply with community caretaking functions. The court agrees with the government that once the officers saw those items, even though they're not illegal per se, officers could get inside and search the vehicle in order to help others and in order to secure these items from theft and other individuals coming in, trying to steal the items, and so on. Now, let's deal with getting the vehicle towed by the officers and being impounded. Here's the test about impoundment. Police officers may inventory a vehicle without a warrant if, number one, the vehicle is in lawful custody of the police, number two, the inventory search is routine and conducted pursuant to a standard police procedure, and three, the search aims to secure the car or its contents and not to gather incriminating evidence against the owner. Here, the court says that the test is satisfied. First, we know that the bank could not tow the vehicle without the police because the company that they use would not tow the vehicle that has firearms inside. Then the court dealt with the issue that the officers did not properly follow their own procedure. They never contacted the zoning administrator. But the court credited the testimony of the officers that they didn't want to contact this individual because it would not be very helpful anyways. In this situation, given the firearms, the zoning administrator would have deferred to the police decision whether to tow the vehicle or not. And because of those reasons, the court says that the test is satisfied 
And in this situation, given the facts, the officers were allowed to tow the vehicle and inventory all the items inside. I hope you've learned a little bit more about inventory searches and really the community caretaking exception that we discussed in this video. Here's the reason why I posted this video on YouTube. I think it is important for us to remember that general public, including the police, can look inside your vehicle. So keep the items that you want to keep private, secure in the vehicle, where police and others cannot see. Use the trunk or the cargo area. Do not leave the items in plain view. That would allow the officers, whether to search the vehicle or at least raise concern that they need to search the vehicle under this communicator taking exception. If you learned something from this video, if you enjoyed it, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, give it a five-star review rating. And finally, if you really want to support this channel, consider going to lostash.com and checking out some of the merch. I have these Do Not Arrest This Person t-shirts, hats, and other items. And in the next month of August, I will throw some additional items if you purchase a t-shirt just to make you happy. Thanks for watching.